write an ad or promotion that your landing page can't cache. You can see what the top 10 pages are on your website, but should they have been the top 10 pages on your website? Google's solution to this problem of negative SEO and bad links coming into a site was the disavow tool. Welcome to the OMCP Online Marketing Best Practices Podcast, where top authors and industry leaders share authoritative best practices in online marketing. All right, welcome back to the OMCP Studios, and with us today is Meredith Ray Stone, Program Manager, Professional Certificate Programs at Duke University. I'm your host, Michael Stebbins, and today we'll be discussing digital marketing training and some of the differences you should be aware of. Meredith, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Michael. Glad to be here. Glad you're here as well. Now, I know you manage five certificate programs at Duke. You've been in education in some capacity for over 10 years. As a program manager, what drove you to get into the business of education and training? Well, I was a high school English teacher for many years prior to doing this. And so I was working with high school students, as you know. And then eventually I moved into working with the Huntington Learning Center. And there I was able to work with a wide variety of students um, of all ages. And I noticed that I I started to kind of have a yearning um, to work with an older audience. Um, And, you know, just just for a change. So even though I can't really take credit for, um, you know, founding this, you know, digital media marketing course here at Duke or, or even founding, you know, Duke Continuing Studies um, itself, um, I can kind of provide some history about how it all began. As everyone knows, you know, Duke has a very long, you know, rich history of academic excellence. You know, we've been on the map for a long time, but our continuing studies has really only been around um, since 1969. That's the year it started. And it actually started um, in order to to really try to bring female students back into the college setting and encouraging them to finish their undergraduate degrees. So that's how it all started, which I think is pretty interesting. And from there, it's just really blossomed into um, providing a lot of different opportunities. So you know, in, in the 70s, it was it was mostly about the female students. And then eventually we started catering to an older audience, you know, with folks who were retired and kind of just wanted to get out of the house and, you know, kind of delve into some of these, you know, random topics and have the opportunity for enrichment classes. And it was in the 80s that we kind of started moving towards, you know, having these summer conferences we started inviting, you know, younger audiences to to Duke to have these academic camps and these summer experiences, you know, here at Duke so they could kind of get a taste of the the college life, you know, while still being in, you know, junior high or high school, um, whatever age it was that that they came in and um, experienced it. But you know, and then from there we just kind of moved into more of a professional um, type of of setting. So we were still doing, you know, all those other things I mentioned, but, you know, we kind of just to focus our energy more on, you know, things like corporate training. Um, You know, we added a a nonprofit management program and then, you know, obviously the professional certificate programs that we offer now um, as well. So I think, I think at the end of the day, you know, Duke realized that, you know, there's, there's always going to be a strong need for professional development. That's, that's never really going to go away. Um, you know, a lot of adults always kind of have that desire to keep learning. And, you know, they 
a lot of times they're using it to their advantage. You know, they, they need to have some type of an edge, you know, in their, in their job to get, you know, advancement or, you know, maybe they just want to transition careers altogether. And let's, let's be honest, a lot of times people don't have the funds, you know, or, or just the time, you know, to go back to school and, and get additional degrees. So I think that's why this is important, um, you know, to Duke. And I think that's why it's, you know, continues to be, um, important to us. So, you know, ultimately we really just want to, to help people, you know, enhance their lives, whether that's through, again, you know, getting a better job or being able to move into a new industry and, and just, um, you know, grow their skill set. So I think that's, that's what continues to, to drive us. So we just want to see people be successful. 1969. That's an incredible legacy. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what some of the programs were back then. Do you have any any knowledge of that? Oh, I think they have varied um, extensively to, <laughs> you know, things like uh, very specific history classes, you know, like, you know, I don't know, if you wanted to learn more about, you know, FDR, um, you know, I know now, um, especially with the, you know, the older population, um, some of the technology classes that are popular are, you know, how to use your iPhone to take great photos and, you know, ca- capture, you know, your grandkids on, you know, on video or whatever you want to do with that. Um, so, you know, they're kind of all over the place. And I, I know they've been, they've gotten into into much more, you know, you know, niche um, subjects than that. But those are just a couple examples. A little different than 1969, but it's great to know it goes that far back. And just a quick thank you to you from hiring managers for teaching English, even at the high school level. <laughs> One of the biggest criteria that as we interview hiring managers is just the ability to write. And they have such a hard time. They find these folks who understand marketing through and through, but they cannot write a few sentences. And it's just wonderful that you uh, that you put in your time to do that and set up these marketers for success. Yeah, it's a hard it's a hard topic to teach. <laughs> it is. Oh, and it yeah yeah it's um it's a struggle. Um, <laughs> and I think I think that's why eventually I started to say you know what I, I'd really you know like to start working with people who want to learn. <laughs> you know, rather yeah. the, these kids who are fighting me every day. <laughs> but, I wish we could have just get it in their heads that, you you know, how well you learn to write has a direct correlation to your income later. Very true. So, you know, obviously you're in a different world now to some degree. Your programs are being delivered online. At least I know the digital marketing program is and certainly some of the others. How are you measuring the success of your courses and programs now? That's a great question. Um, and, and I think students um, who inquire about our programs, you know, they, they ask that very question. Um, I, I do think since our, our program does attract a very wide audience, um, it is kind of hard to narrow, you know, narrow definition of success to only really one or two outcomes. Because I think different people enroll for different reasons, and just you know the definition of success of success, excuse me, um, means different things to different people. Um, so, for instance, you know some people they come to into our program and they really just want a very you know general understanding you know about what digital marketing is, or they just want to be able to speak more intelligently you know on the subject. Whereas you know other people you know maybe they're already in this 
you know, already in the industry and they want to be a little bit more informed about, you know, what their colleagues are doing, you know, as far as the decision-making process that kind of goes on behind the scenes, you know, with these strategies. And they really just want to learn the basics of the, you know, the methodology behind, you know, all of the digital marketing that's going on in their companies or wherever it is they're working. And then I, I think some people come into it and they, you know, they are really, you know, gung-ho and they, they want to make sure that they are mastering everything they could possibly master, which, as you know, Michael, from experience is quite a large task <laughs> to take on because mastering marketing is um, something that really takes a lot of time and experience to do. Um, and then, you know, I think other people come in and they're looking for a very specific, um, you know, guidance on a particular type of marketing. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of factors here, but I think that when you boil it down, um, I think that learners are, are looking, you know, to kind of walk away with, with two things. And I think those things are probably confidence and, you know, based on the comprehensive program um, that we offer, because it is quite comprehensive, um, I think that's generally, you know, the, the two indicators of success. Confidence that they can pursue, you know, these digital marketing strategies that they're learning about. And second, that they can actually apply the skills and the knowledge that they're learning and that they can immediately do something with that. So... I know from experience, it's it's frustrating, you know, when you you put the time and energy into, you know, learning and um, trying to improve yourself on something, and all you do is walk away with theories. Um, and we don't want that to happen. We want be able, to, you know, we want people to actually be able to walk away with something that they can apply immediately and and see results fairly quickly. And um, I get that feedback, you know, continuously that learners are able to do that when they complete our program. So to me, that means success. Meredith, you described a wide range of students who are coming to the programs, each with maybe a different measurable outcome. Mm-hmm. Would you say that the program is catering more to larger corporate settings, uh, like an enterprise company, or is it catered more towards people who are going to be independent contractors or working in a small business, um, or does it cater to all of those? Is there some kind of positioning that you see? That's a great question, and I think the answer is all of those because it is such a comprehensive program. I think that you can you can take these strategies and you can apply them on you know a very small budget, um, but I think you're also capable of applying on them on a much you know larger budget and much, you know, you know, take it, taking it to the next level, if you will. Um, so, you know, for our ideal candidates, you know, they, they do come from a variety of backgrounds. Some are, you know, already, like you said, already have the marketing experience and, you know, want more targeted content, you know, to, to take their knowledge to the next level. Um, you know, because they're already working with marketing, they just want to know how to do things probably more independently, or, um, you know, they're, they're focusing in on, you know, how can I um, have less, um, less waste, um, you know, wasteful spending. Um, and some people, you know, they're new to the industry, and they want to just be able to get into, you know, get a foot in the door somewhere. And, you know, that this is a good place to start. Um, for instance, you know, working on principles that would allow them to get the OMCA certification um, or even the OMCP, but obviously you need experience for that. So did that answer your question? It does, okay. actually. So 
Now's the chance to talk about what makes the courses different or what people might find inside. And I'm curious what is in the courses that you're offering that is unlikely to be found in other courses. Yeah, well, as I said, um, we're definitely proud to be able to offer one of the most extensive online courses on the market. Um, and I and I do believe that. Um, there's a lot of content within our program. But um, we're also proud to be able to offer some unique opportunities. And um, some of those things, um, or I guess one of the things that would really stand out would be uh, what we call live mentoring sessions. And what those are, are, you know, they're private mentoring sessions that are exclusive to our Duke students. And we offer these twice a month for students who are enrolled in our program. And really what it allows them to do is just engage with instructors. And they're not just people who have studied, you know, digital marketing. They're people who are actually active in the industry, you know, who are doing this day in, day out. They're keeping up with the trends. Um, You know, they... As you know, digital marketing is always evolving. Um, so, you know, they really have a lot of experience um, with with a lot of the strategies that they're that they're teaching too. So, essentially, you know, they're going to come in and they're going to lead a learning session um, through a virtual classroom, and it's going to be on a, a topic that's obviously relevant to the program and you know just digital marketing in general. And it allows the students to not not only get um, you know, obviously just an extra, you know, an extra added value within the program because it's it's probably going to be content that's not, um, you know, already within the program itself. So again, kind of a freebie, but it also allows them to kind of, well, just to talk with the instructor and, you know, they have the flexibility of submitting questions or, you know, ideas ahead of time. And so the instructors can actually, you know, look at this feedback and they can create unique sessions that are tailored to what the students want um, or what they need. So, you know, if, if students want want the opportunity to, you know, to come into the live classroom and interact, they can, you know, and they can do that at their own kind of comfort level or if they simply want to sit back and observe, um, they can do that too. So we record the sessions and give students the opportunity to, you know, listen to them whenever they they can um, if they're too busy to make it but I think that students really appreciate that um, because it you know it is it's a very small setting private setting and it just you know it gives them the opportunity to to ask things that they wouldn't be able to otherwise so Meredith how long is the access for your typical student did they get a few months of access or more um we are very generous on our access. So even though it is quite a long program, um, we do give students a year um, in order to complete the program. And one of the um, perks that's also unique to Duke is that if they do successfully finish the program, they would get a complimentary year of access. So they can you know, keep going back and reviewing the material. They would have access to any, you know, newly updated material that comes along um, because we are always making our, our classes better and, and revising those as things change. So it's quite generous. That is. And so if I'm understanding right, if I sign up and do really well, I could end up with 24 months total access? That's right. Okay. That is generous. Tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on industry certification standards like OMCP. I think they're very important. 
<laughs> I think they're critical for many reasons. Um, I think they're critical for um, students because, you know, it, it allows them to kind of get an idea of, you know, what's going to be a reputable, reputable program. As you know, as you know, um, you know, leading OMCP, you have what are called the registered education providers. So a student knows that if a an institution is offering a program and they're a registered education provider, you know, they're going to have to adhere to criteria that's set forth by someone um, that will ultimately provide a, a quality program. And at the end of the day, you know, that's going to set them up for success. So, you know, it's good for the student. It's good for the education provider because they know that they're, you know, giving students quality content and, you know, they're coming up with effective training programs that are going to be relevant to what people need and, and what they want. Um, and it's also, you know, good for employers, obviously. Um, there's just so much competition out there in the workforce and it can sometimes be hard um, to find people that are you know, very skilled in what they do and, and take it seriously. So it allows, you know, employers to look for someone who has, you know, made the investment in themselves. And so it gives them a, you know, some confidence that they're going to be hiring a valuable employee who's, you know, been held to these standards. So I think it's, it's important for, for all those reasons. And I think, um, especially today, uh, there's just, you know, with the flooding of free information out there and, you know, there's all this content available online. We know that while that can be a very good thing, um, you know, that content isn't always, you know, correct or maybe it's, it was correct at one time, but now it's outdated or, you know, so having the, the certification standards, you know, kind of guarantees that, you know, someone who's, who really um, is taking their learning seriously is going to be able to get quality content. So, well, we're really happy to have you as one of the leading registered education providers. The pass rates are exceptional coming in from your graduate. If, Meredith, you're looking to the future of digital marketing training, what are some of your predictions or plans or visions that you have? Well, I think in general, I just see training becoming more hands-on for learners. So, you know, while I think it's it's all well and good that we have this, you know, the flexibility of a self-paced content and, you know, students definitely, they definitely like that because, you know, we're all busy, we all have different schedules and, and it works. Um, a lot of times when I talk to prospective students, I get the same questions and those questions are, you know, how will I be able to interact with instructors or how can I connect with other students in the program? Or, you know, is there a way for me to practice these skills, you know, that I'm going to be learning? Those are very common questions that I get. So um, I think a, a lot of us are, you know, we're, we're pretty used to learning by videos, <laughs> you know, thanks to, thanks to YouTube. Um, we've all kind of, you know, become adept at that. But, you know, I think students still want the option to be able to ask questions you know, to an actual live human being. <laughs> Just like I said, you know, with the, with the live mentoring sessions, I think students appreciate the opportunity, even if maybe they never use it, you know, it's there. Um, and, you know, I think they also want to be able to talk to other people, you know, just to kind of get a feel for, you know, hey, you know, this is what I'm encountering, you know, how would you handle this? Or, you know, just kind of, 
you know, use use each other for sounding boards and kind of get an idea for, you know, best practices. And, you know, also they want to they want to be able to make sure that they're getting something out of the course. So just because you've watched, you know, 20 videos on SEO doesn't mean that you can actually, you know, apply that. So, you know, we we're already kind of accommodating these things with the way that our, our program is already set up. You know, so, you know, we offer the live mentoring sessions, you know, we have these simulation labs and exercises the students can do, you know, to apply their skills. But I think that, you know, in the future, we're definitely going to be exploring how we can kind of take this to, you know, the next level and really amp it up. Meredith, the next section is normally in these interviews, a stats blitz. And I know your management isn't ready to share those numbers yet. So we aren't going to put you on the spot for that. If, if there is some room or that gets approved later, we'll put those in the show notes. So I'm just going to okay. skip to the next thing and ask, what advice would you have for learners who are just approaching digital marketing or learning digital marketing through a program like yours? Okay. Um, I do think that um, most most folks aren't 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 afraid to do this, but just to kind of throw it out there, um, don't be afraid to ask questions because I think that we all kind of start, you know, we all start somewhere. We all start at different places. And like I said, you know, some of us who are in the program are a little more experienced than others, but, you know, don't be afraid to ask if you don't quite understand something. Um, I also think that when it comes to marketing, um, you know, as a learner, you have to really be prepared to take risk. <laughs> as I talked about before, um, with, you know, being able to master marketing, you know, it is something that's, that takes a lot of time and experience. So I think um, you and I both know um, from experience that you really have to try a lot of strategies before you're going to find that one that works best for your, you know, your purpose and your specific audience. Um, so don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid to take risk and, and just try different things out. Um, and I guess, you know, just always be open to learning. You know, even if you do go through, you know, a digital marketing, um, you know, education program and, you know, you get a certificate or you do whatever you do um, to, to prepare for some kind, of, some kind of certification or even a job, um, you know, just always be open to learning because, as we said before, you know, the, the digital marketing industry is always evolving um, and very quickly. So you kind of have to, you know, be open to learning new, new strategies and you have to do that so that you don't become stale. <laughs> so, you know, take advantage of free resources and other people that are, that are out there. And again, just kind of be, be open. Meredith, when somebody does decide to enroll in a course, where can they find the certificate programs at Duke Continuing Studies? Well, the best place is to find us online. Um, so they can find us at learnmore.duke.edu. And once you go there, um, you'll see right, right at the top, um, professional certificates. And that's where the digital media marketing program is located. Well, that is all the time we have for this session. Meredith, thank you so much for joining us. Again, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm your host, Michael Stebbins, and you've been listening to the OMCP Online Marketing Best Practices Podcast. OMCP maintains the certification standards for the online marketing industry in cooperation with leaders just like Meredith and Duke University. We'll look forward to seeing you in the next OMCP podcast. <laughs>